have to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Biggie. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. You guys know how we do this, man. We bring it back one more time. 619-638-8559 is the number. Make sure you guys hit us up if you got any comments or 
any complaints or anything to that nature, man, we would definitely appreciate you guys calling in and showing us some love, no matter what the nature of your call is. Um, look, man, I'm, I'm August, you know, August has been a beautiful month. Thank God I just had a birthday on the 7th. It was nothing but love. You know, I got showered with a whole lot of rest. <laughs> um, nice birthday cake, man. Shout out to my family for making me feel special on my birthday. And, uh, you know, I don't really celebrate my birthday like that. I don't, I don't, I try not to make a big deal about it. Like, I, I, I love representing Leo. So, shout out to all my Leos out there, man. You guys are definitely B.I.G. in my book. All my Leos out there, nothing but love for you. But, you know, celebrating my birthday on the 7th. And uh, th- this has been a beautiful week because, uh, you know, this week or this month, let me just say this month has uh, started out on fire. So I guess this is, is, is as my as my buddy says, um, I guess this is my season. You know, shout out to my brother Jamal Rowe making his NFL debut tonight. And uh, Buffalo Bills, number 41, you guys check him out. Always play his heart out, man. Hardworking, and you know, I don't. Even, I can't even find the words. I mean, I know this is we're talking about my brother, my you know, my bloodline. It's my brother, so you know, when you're talking about your family members, it's easy to. I don't know. I guess put them on the pedestal. Um, whether they're all that you say that they are or not, you know, it's kind of easy to put family on a pedestal, but, you know, you guys know how I do. I, I definitely try to keep it 100, whether it's my mom, my dad, or whoever. Um, You know, I, I try my best to to uh, hold the truth and, and to speak the truth about things uh, the best way that I know how. And, and sometimes, you know, me being hypercritical, forget super, I'm hypercritical. Even of myself, whether I say it out loud or not, sometimes I get on myself out loud. But you know, that's just me. That's just how I operate. But anyway, <clears throat> you know, shout out to my brother on his NFL debut tonight. Um, definitely doing a big. Caught an interception, an interception. I'm talking uh, lazy again, folks. My apologies. Uh, he caught an interception and uh, ran it back for a touchdown. NFL debut. Caught an interception and ran it back for a touchdown. Now, for for all my sports enthusiasts out there, or you know, all my my ball players or or retired sports uh, players, you know, that's a huge deal. You know, some people don't like entertainers. I I got nothing against entertainers. I got nothing against athletes at all. You know, if you earn that. And, and that's because I know what it takes. I know what hard work means. You know, a lot of people discredit hard work, but I, I look at my brother, and and I look at his his accomplishments, and I know that there's so many stories behind his journey to the NFL. There's so many stories behind the effort and and his humbleness. There's so many stories behind, you know, how interactive he is and, and how much of a, a well-mannered, cool-tempered uh, young black man he is. You know, there's so many stories behind the scenes that many, many, many people have no clue about. And it all stems around hard work, 
you know, dedication and and respect for the hard work that you put in. You know, not to be a head case. Not don't just blow it. You know, a lot of people put in hard work and things, and they just blow it. They're head cases. You know, and uh, I know, you know, we didn't grow up with a silver spoon in our mouth, gold spoon, or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, the struggles that we both endured are somewhat the same. But I will say, I just want to give a shout out to my brother, man, and 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 tell him, you know, I love you, bro. Keep doing your thing. Definitely proud, not of the NFL accomplishment, not of the interception for a touchdown. That that is huge. Well, you know, if you're a sports fan or if you played any kind of sports at a competitive level, you know that that's not a walk in the park. It's not an easy thing to do. There's many people that play defensive back or cornerback or safety or whatever their whole careers and have never caught an interception and ran it back for a touchdown. So that is a huge deal. I won't underplay it at all. But I'm more so talking about the dedication to hard work and the road that he took, you know, not to go easy. And uh, so – you know, shout out to my brother for that. And, and all of you guys that are listening out here, you know, listening to the show, I just want to tell you that hard work isn't dead. You know, we have people that are in leadership roles in this country that I feel like, whether you agree with me or not, I feel like these folks don't appreciate the dedication and the exploration within hard work. You know, I'm not one to always talk about handouts. I'm I'm not that guy. I understand a lot of people need hand ups out of situations. I understand that. I get it. You know, I understand that a lot of people see the word free and they're going to get it. I get that too. You know, so I'm not going to criticize some of those people because some of those people who appreciate the free things in life. And let's just face it, we all like a little something free here and there. It, it depends on the level in which we're talking about free. But, you know, a, a lot of people who appreciate free things and that accept free things are hardworking people. So, you know, I, I won't dare criticize them, but I will criticize our leaders out here that uh, that prey on the fact that people are down and out. And those same leaders, right up in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania Avenue, (laughs) that's one of our leaders, the leader of this nation. You know, these people don't respect folks that work hard. They say they do. Of course they say they do. But they don't don't respect people who work hard. But anyway, listen, let's move on to the show. We got a one-hour special. And 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 basically tonight, what we're talking about uh, are a continuance into the topics that we've been talking about all this month and half of last month, which is uh, the Affordable Care Act. And I know everybody's going, "Oh, Obamacare!" I, listen, I hate to call it Obamacare because of the egomaniac that's behind it. You know, I realize that over twelve former presidents ran on the similar, if not exact same platform, I'm sorry, presidential candidates ran on the exact same platform as our president of the United States. I understand that. A lot of people ran on the same platform. And if and if you're just jumping into politics, you wouldn't realize that because I didn't know it either. I had to go back, research some simple things, not all policy, not all legislation, but simple things. Uh, a couple of speeches here, a couple of talk shows here, a couple of appearances here. A couple of letters here, uh, congressional hearings, you know, and and what I realize is that 
you know, these people have been running off the same platform since before it actually made sense. So we're going to talk about the Affordable Care Act, which I will not call it Obamacare, because, again, that egomaniac, you know, he wants you to call it Obamacare. He wants his name to be in it. You know, that's something that people don't even realize is going down. You, you got to understand who we're dealing with. This man is definitely an egomaniac. He is. He loves stroking his own thing. And, and he loves for somebody else to stroke his thing. He loves for other people to stroke his ego. It is what it is. Whether you like it or not, he's a celebrity president. Come on. You know, instead of talking about national security, the man's talking about, anyway, let me bring on my guests, because I'll be talking all night. Welcome to the show. Uh, I don't even know the proper introduction to give her, but for all you guys who, who keep up with the KRP radio show or are paying attention to Twitter and social media and, and the political shows and, and this, that, and the other, all you pundits and this, that, and the other, I want to take the time and welcome to the show none other than Rosie and you guys know her as Rosie on the right, at symbol Rosie on the right on Twitter. Rosie, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me with you, having me on. I'm glad I'm ha- you can make it. I'm happy Definitely to be here, to be. you know, talking about, I do call it Obamacare. I call it Obamacare because I feel that very soon here people are going to realize, especially when everything starts coming down the pike, and 20-year-olds that never had to pay for insurance, never even thought about insurance, all of a sudden they see that they're having to pay 50% of the insurance cost. That's money that never had to pay mm-hmm. before. When it all comes down the pike, who do I want to get the credit for? Obama. <laughs> I want people to know yeah, that he, it he was all to... his idea. Well, you know what? Know. He's not ashamed of that. And 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 the man is he is smart. You know, people people say you know he's dumb, he's this and that. No, 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 no. He's an evil genius. You can believe that. And uh, a lot of different presidents have ran on the platform of healthcare. Clinton did it. Nixon somewhat did it. Uh, Ronald Reagan even touched it. You know, mostly Carter Carter went for it all the way. Um, a lot of people talked about healthcare in in their uh, presidential run and during their presidential stand. And uh, this guy here, though, you know, I, I remember listening to an interview, Rosie, where someone was talking to him, and, and they said Obamacare, and then they tried to retract that and say, no, I meant the Affordable Care Act. And he was like, no, no, uh, go yeah. ahead. That's what you want to call it. Uh, you know, and I'm like, listen to this guy. Like, he wants it. He wants his name in it. You know, he wants to make that mark in the history book. This is his legacy campaign right here. This is this is his legacy legislation, and, and this is his mark. Or, or what they might call his contribution uh, uh, to the country. What do you think about that? Crazy. Well, um, you know, <laughs> the Affordable Care Act, <laughs> um, when, <laughs> yeah, I know, there's nothing affordable about the Affordable Care Act. Not a, nothing. Um, nothing. We, we already have uh, health care for poor people. It's called Medicaid, right? Medicaid? Right. And, um too many people uh too many people who have no health care right now if you ask them would you would I'll give you medicaid uh would you like some medicaid a lot of people who are work would never want to be on medicaid if if you've ever taken anybody had to take anybody to um to a medicaid office and sat around right. you wait for hours i've taken people there you know that need help so I know what that's yeah. like, and um, 
I would never want to be on Medicaid, yet what the Affordable Care Act does is expand on the Medicaid program. That's what it is. All we're doing is now putting more people on Medicaid, We've t- and we're taking $714 billion away from Medicare, away from old people, to, mm-hmm. to pay par- partially for this Obamacare, for the Affordable Care Act. So, you know, we already have health care for poor people. It's called Medicaid, and nobody wants it. So I don't understand why no. everybody's so excited about this. They think it's somehow magically going to be different, but it's not. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, you you make you make an that's a, that's an amazing point because I look at the entities that the government manages already. And, oh, by the way, you listen to the KRP Radio Show. We got Rosie on the right on the show right now. Check her out on Twitter at symbol Rosie on the right. Check us out on Twitter at symbol KRP Radio Show. All that yada yada yada. You guys know what it is at NC Pudgy. Follow me. But listen, all right, let's let me let's go ahead and get down to business because Rosie, you jump right in there, and, and that's why I like you because that's what you always do. <laughs> you just I've seen uh, I've seen where you blog, you know, where people will come on your Facebook page or your Twitter line. And they'll say just something outrageous, and Rosie just jumped right in. Twelve feet. We're not going to start in the six. She jumped straight to the twelve feet and start hitting them with the facts, and people instantly get offended. So that's what we're about to do right now. We're about to instantly offend some people because about this uh, Affordable Care Act, and we can't escape calling it Obamacare. You know, I just hate to, to put his name in anything, but anyway, we, we call it what we like. Um, Rosie, check it out. We look at all the entities that the government manages, right? We look at the post office, uh, Medicare alone, Social Security, and none of these entities are 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 close to being uh, efficient or, or none close of them to being will work well. No, and there's no customer service either. Good gosh, Zero. even the local government agencies like the Drivers License Bureau is. Is terrible. Any government agency at all, even if you go to the local courthouse. I mean, right. anything that local government, state government, or federal government, any government employee, ma- you know, is uh, is managing is never going to to work. There is no customer care, no customer service. I I don't. I would not like to be. I w- I wouldn't like to be going to a doctor and having to stand in line for hours and hours. Or sit and sit for hours and hours, and then get the kind of care that you get on Medicaid. Yet, that's what this uh, Affordable Care Act is promising, because there's going to be a ton of people on it. What's the end game with this, though, Rosie? I mean, it, it's as the I end game. That, I think. Well, uh, I've thought about that. What is the end game? I think what they want to do is just—it's power. It's all about power. It's about control. It's about hurting the masses. It's about having everybody also documented, you know, like they want to know who everybody is and what – that's what this whole NSA thing is all about too, you know, the security, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, you know, the NSA uh, um, oh, investigations yeah, going on. Yeah, that's the, that that's going on is that they want to know who you are. They want to know everything about you. Mm-hmm. They want to have you documented. In, in a computer somewhere so they can just pull you up. They want to have control and power over the masses, and it's all about a one-world government. I mean, that's what it, that's what the end game is. But this is just little bits and pieces, you know. They can't just tell you what they want to do. They can't tell you that the evil dictator <laughs> wants to take over the world, you know what I mean? Right. 
this this so it's is gotta be done. It's, it's, it's it's amazing though. It's it's just like you remember when we were younger and and people would say, you know, one day computers are gonna take over the world, you know, or robots, <laughs> and we thought, you know. Not for nah. real, but we might, you know, we might have thought that the robots are going to take jobs and this, and that, and the other. And now we fast forward to 2013 where, you know, virtually Star Trek has come to life. I mean, you know, we used to watch Star Trek, and we thought Star Trek was a far-fetched idea. It, I mean, <laughs> we have an international space station in space that floats, and people actually live there. And no one knows what they do. There's a budget for them, but there's no accountability for these folks. No one can tell you what they're doing at the space station, period. You know, so all these ideas that that were once crazy have like have come to life. You know, here we are in a country where we're trying to give uh, uh, health care to people that aren't even asking for it and and are going to make them take it. I mean, I, I thought that's why we went to fight in Germany. Oh know, my gosh, to, to you're not kidding. Things like that from happening. Yeah, you know, and yet, here we are. You know. Yeah, the the solution for the health care reform is is ins- insurance reform, but that's another subject. It's not health care. It's mm. about it's all about insurance. That's what they what they should have done. That's where they should have started. Was trying to Absolutely. you know revamp insurance, doing some insurance reform. But they didn't want to touch that because that would hurt the lawyers. That's what it was. It's so great. they went for health care because then they could dominate. Then they could. Take over the world, <laughs> but right. you know what I mean. Could, yeah, I'm, but you're right. They really can take over the world. I mean, it's a fact that America has the rest of the world on lockdown. I mean, we don't export anything worth worth a huge amount of value, but we somehow control our oil reserves around the world to the point that it's traded in American dollars, and our dollar is fading, fading so fast. But you know, it, just in terms of healthcare in this country. It's it's just it's a it's appalling, man, and I don't see why people don't understand this. The same government, I, I don't know if you know anybody on food stamps have ever been, but I, I can tell folks about that food stamp process. These are the same people that want you to bring them eight weeks of check stubs. You know, they won't allow you to make over three thousand dollars or obtain three thousand dollars at one point, or even have any assets over three thousand dollars in order to help you with a little bit of food. You know, for let's say a family who a family of of four who might need some assistance, feel like, hey, you know what? We work hard. We, we we're not making ends meet. We need to apply for food stamps. Okay, that's what it's there for. Working people who can't make ends meet. I get it. So go up and apply. But they want to know your whole life story to deny you because if you have a couple of dollars in the bank or if you have any assets that value over their their over their dollar amount, which is two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. If you have anything over that, they're going to deny you. Or the moment mm. that you make more than $10 an hour, they're going to deny you. So how yeah, are these, these people are, going to help you? Yeah, these are the you people know, who all of a sudden are going to be giving you free health care. I don't know how they, they touted it as free health care, but nobody is getting off free. The only people who get free health care are the same crowd that are getting it right now through Medicaid. Everybody else is paying. Everyone else yeah. is in the sound of my voice. If you have a job, you will be paying for a portion, something for your health care. This is how it, it goes. Do you mind if I school them a little bit on what it is? Can I, can oh, I do that right now? <laughs> well, well, this is the deal. Okay, for the employee, if you work 30 hours a week or more, you're considered a full-time employee. So what that means is that many people – Many small businesses, and by small businesses, somebody who has 50 employees 
And that could be a small chain of pizza stores, you know. It could be, uh, mm-hmm. um, a, a, you know, like somebody who owns like, uh, you know, four or five grocery stores or a chain of, you know, automotive repair shops. I mean, these are not rich, rich mm-hmm. people. This is not the rich. These people mm-hmm. are just working class. Mm-hmm. You know, not not only are the people that are the employees the working class, but the employers are just a little bit above. They're like, you know, they're not wealthy wealthy people. So, you know, at 30 hours a week or more, you're a full-timer, and if the employer has 50 employees, the employer has to provide um, health care, and they have to pay 50% of your health care. So, so this is what I predict. Did you you know that right? The employer has to pay fifty percent, and guess who pays the other fifty percent? Bingo! The, the employee. The employee <laughs> pays the other fifty percent. So if you're twenty, twenty-five, yeah. you never bought insurance, you never wanted insurance, you're always denied it. Now you can't deny it. Now you have to take it. And guess what? You have to pay fifty percent. Now, if if um, you if choose not to. The, well, no, you can't. If you choose not to, you can pay a penalty, which is what a lot of people will do, and that'll mean yep. some funds for the government. Actually, that'll mean some revenue for the government, and yep. that might be part of their strategy. You know, now I believe it's something like six hundred and ninety-five dollars for the year, or something like that, or it's a percentage. It's ninety-five dollars a year, or a percentage, uh, or six hundred ninety-five dollars a year. I, I can't remember what the dollar amount was. Do you remember, Pudgy? Do you know? Let me see if I if I have that. The last I heard it was a, it was a percentage, and I, the last I heard it was a percentage, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like eighteen percent, but I'm not sure. I like that. Checking it okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll look that up in a little bit and see if I can come up with it. But um, but the point that I was going to make was that a lot of employers, what what I predict is going to happen is that a lot of employers are going to number one either cut your hours down so that you're not making thirty hours a week and they don't have to provide that health care. Or, number two, they're just going to end up um, buying the cheapest health care they can buy, which is the catastrophic health care. And that means that the employer will end up paying less, but the employee is going to pay like crazy because that's the most expensive health care. It's going to have very high deductibles, very high co-pays. This is not... This is not going to be better. It's not going to be better. It's not going to be cheaper. Where there's a will, there's a way, and employers will find the way. So wow. I don't know if anybody's thought about that. Do you know what you I'm know, talking I, about? I know exactly what you're talking about, and I, and I don't, <laughs> I don't. It's it's just it's, it bothers me because you know people are are you know rah 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 for it. And and obviously, I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, why people are, are for it, for obvious reasons, we get that. But people are for things that they haven't looked into. So, you mm-hmm. know, you should ask yourself, first of all, if the person who's going to give me this free health care uh, can't manage my unemployment, can't manage my budget, can't manage my DMV, can't manage my post office, what's going to happen when they instantly get a business that's going to have over 100 million participants. Jeez. And let's not even, we're not even touching on all those illegal aliens that are right now be, take, get, taking benefits that never paid into, like Social Security and all that. You know, you, if you're a 65-year-old illegal alien, you just go to the Social Security office and they just, and you can fill out paperwork and, and they'll start sending you Social Security checks like you paid into it all your life. Well, yeah, that's right. all those people, those 
hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of people are all going to start feeding off the the system. And I tell you, I, I predict a collapse, and I think that's just what they want. You know, they just want to collapse the system so that everybody is uh, dependent on the government, and, and thus, there you go. We're, we're de facto, you know, a communist country. We we lose our capitalistic, uh, you know, way of life, and we all become like, like the communist, you know, countries where the dictator tells us what to do, they tell us to jump, and we say how high, where they stand in line for for uh, for bread and cheese, you know. Um, that's, that's what nice. I foresee in our future. I, I got these notes here that that um, this is something that I that I got from uh, I, I forget his name, man, Doctor Doctor Such and Such. Shout out to Doctor Such and Such. My apologies. I, <laughs> I'll get his name here in a second. I, I've got his book somewhere close, but I did find one of my notes for a minute. It says uh, the tax penalties go in effect in, in 2014. And talking about the penalties here, yes. if you're uninsured for more, if if you're uninsured for more than three months in 2014, you may inc- incur a tax penalty, and, and a tax penalty that will be applied when you file your 2014 tax return. If you don't qualify for an exemption to the Affordable Care Act mandate to purchase qualifying health insurance, then you'll be subject to a tax penalty. The penalty, the penalty is phasing over a three-year period. In 2014, the penalty would be 0.8. That's why I guess why I got my 18%. But it's actually uh, the penalty would be greater than greater of 1% of taxable income, or $95 per adult and 47.50 per child, which is up to $285 per family. In 2015, see they got this thing on a rolling scale here. Yeah, and this right. is just for a one-year penalty. What people aren't paying attention to this rolling scale is only talking about one-year penalty. So, you know, if you default in 2014 and 15, you're going to be paying back for six years. So, mm-hmm. you know, in 2000, it says in 2014, the penalty would be 1%. In 2015, the penalty would be 2%, 325 per adult, 162.50 per child, 975 per family. In 2016, the penalty would be 2.5% of taxable income or $695 and 347 per child. Uh, yeah, see, I didn't remember all those numbers. I'd read them before, but I couldn't remember them. But the the point is that I think you're making is that, as I said before, um, the Affordable Care Act is not affordable. No, I mean, and it's not free. It's neither of those things. And um, you know, in uh, in 2037, it's going to be about uh, 39%. It's going to be 39.8% because I looked that up. 2037 it's going to be 20 39.8% of our of our gross domestic product. So federal spending on healthcare is going to crowd out spending for other purposes, for everything else. Do you think that they're going to be giving chemotherapy to your 80-year-old grandmother? I mean, really, do you See? really think that you're going to get quality health care that you would if you were paying for it yourself or if you if it was you know if you had bought your own insurance that you'd been paying for yourself i don't think so right that that's something that i I like to bring up to people because uh if, if you just look at the social security you know people are always talking about the integrity of the government and the majority of the people that are for like you know provisions like this affordable care act it's obamacare whatever you know, people that are for this don't hold the government accountable. 
Like they're not thinking about the simple fact that you know our social security limit age has has been raised several times and it's going to keep going up and up and up and up. It'll never go away because this is America. They want to paint the picture that you know we take care of our own, but at the end of the day, you know it's you're going to have to be 85 to get social security. You know, or 80 <laughs> years old before you can get full 100% social security. So, you know, we're talking about the same government who are doing these things to you and the same government who experimented with experimental drugs with our soldiers in Vietnam, you know, uh, Agent Orange, you know, the same government that don't even debrief soldiers anymore. They pull them right out of the battlefield and send them straight home. You know, it's these so same crazy. people. That's why you know, there's it, it, so many suicides and, and crimes happening with, by, uh, you know, soldiers that have PTSD and, oh, good Lord. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not a, it's not a game, Rosie. I mean, you got to look at and, and you know I, I'm going to get back on Obamacare for a second, but I you know shout out to all my troops, man. You guys know if you go to krpradioshow.com, you see the camouflage on there. We definitely support the troops, always showing the troops love, and we're a proud member of the uh, wounded wounded warrior program, and uh, we we definitely advertise for them and we show them some love too. But Rosie, it's crazy. Imagine you, when you take someone out of the battlefield. You know, you got to think about the surroundings that that they're in, and you know, you go out on missions every day. Um, you know, if you're in charge, and, and one thing about the military, everybody has a position. You know, everybody has a job, everybody has something to do, and it just gets done because it has to be done. You know, there's not a, a asking of a second time. So, you know, imagine pulling someone that in command, you know, out of the battlefield. And, and you stick them right home three days later or four days later or however long the flight takes. You know, imagine the kids get talking back to them, you know, or, or they say, you know, honey, can you get some milk from the store? Well, what kind of milk, 2%? Just get some milk, you know what I mean? It, it's it's crazy because you got to condition yourself to get back in the environment. It's like taking a long drive home from work or, you know, certain people you're around at certain times. and you know, it, It's just strange that they don't debrief soldiers the way they used to. You know, it's strange to me that they preach this Affordable Care Act, but yet they don't want to give these people the mental, the mental health care that they need to help stabilize their lives and, and, you know, to help them live a long time and live a prosperous life without killing themselves or someone else. You know, so these people don't have any integrity, Rosie. You know, our government has zero integrity. They don't, they don't, we're very expendable. They can care less about the American citizens. All they want is our dollar, and they want to control our lives. And I just don't understand how people can't see that. I have to say that I agree with you, and that, um, and I feel that way about both Republicans and Democrats. I always say I'm an equal opportunity Absolute. offender. You know, they both yep. let us down. Democrats' ideology is is uh, is worse in my mind, you know, than the Republican ideology. But the Republicans have totally let us down they are you know all of the all the leadership in washington as far as i'm concerned is all about power and um yeah. they are corrupt and what what you were saying i'm glad you brought that up about the veterans because um you know it, we are giving the government more and more of our responsibility regarding our health care but yet they don't even take care of our soldiers properly because those uh, um, veteran hospitals are just terrible. They're they're awful. 
they they're, they don't get the kind of treatment that they should get there. They don't get the kind of care. I'm talking about medical care that they should that That's they right. deserve. Yet, and and these are our our soldiers, you know. So how could we believe? And why do people believe that the government is going to take care of them? How how I don't. It's just <laughs> you, you have to be gullible, you know, or not thinking straight to believe that, you know. It's a 619-638-8559. You're rocking with the KRP radio show. Pudgy Miller, Rosie on the right. Baby, check out on Twitter, at Simba Rosie on the right, at Simba (laughs) NC Pudgy and all that stuff, yada, 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 yada. Rosie, let me take a rewind here for a second because I I wanted to ask you about something. And uh, it's something that I, I often talk about on this show. Um, that I think we both feel like is overshadowed and and people aren't really paying the proper attention to, and uh, that's immigration. And uh, it's some strange things going on right now in this country with immigration. Seems like Republicans are crawling back into their holes and they're trying to cater to a certain demographic of people or any immigrant, it seems like, uh, to get votes or to gain political uh, positions. Bingo, bingo. Uh, that's, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. That's what it seems like to me. You know, we had people who who were who were stout about the idea of not only protecting our borders, but just protecting America abroad. You know, there's an invasion going on in this country, and, and that's in large part also, you know, why we don't have money in this country now is because the amount of money that has been taken out of this country by people that are illegal. So... I just wanted to ask you for a second, you know, what's your whole take on immigration? You know, with all the things that are going on, with all these senators coming out that claim they were in support of this, and now all of a sudden they're in support of amnesty and they're reaching across the aisle. You know, we can't get people, these politicians or these congressmen to work together on things that we need, but when they start talking about things that the people don't want, they seem to be working together fine. So what's your take okay. on uh, what's going on with immigration? Okay, it's all about the voting block. They see a no, a new voting block of people. Okay, the Republicans are afraid that they're going to get stay behind if they don't support immigration reform, as they call it, which is really not immigration reform. What it, it's just you said it best when you said it's an invasion. They're allowing illegal aliens, people who came in into the country illegally, to um, become you know the, the, a path to citizenship quickly overnight so that they can vote. That's what it's about. And Republicans are afraid mm-hmm. that if they don't if they don't uh, jump on the bandwagon, those that huge lump of people are going to be against them, and all of a sudden they're going to be they're going to be voting Democrat, and they're going to be out of office. That the Republicans will be out of office, and they'll never get back in. That's what they fear the greatest. That's why they're they're sitting on their uh, on their hands now, and why they're you know, talking out of both sides of their mouth. Um, I believe that um, it's not 11 or 12 million million, uh, people, illegal immigrants. It's more like 47 million immigrants, you know? Wow. 47, 47 40 million, 40, 47 million illegals, okay? You know what kind of problems that presents to every, not just Arizona or Florida or Texas or some of the other, or California, not just those states, but every state in the union. 
because they will overtax the system again, like I continue to say. You know, they let these people in without securing the borders, all right? It's just, it means we may as well just leave the borders open and then we're just one big old happy continent because um, Mexico will just be, you know, a Mexican uh, suburb. <laughs> Seriously, it's it's um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, you can't you can't address uh, the the whole immigra- immigration reform without securing the border, and we are nowhere near securing the border. And John McCain last week, last Tuesday, I can't remember when it was. I, I remember reading. He said that um, that might that might be the negotiating point that they may not. Um, they may not uh, secure the border. They, that might be something that they might have to drop. I'm like, what? That's the thing. That's the <laughs> only thing that made sense in the whole uh, bill. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if they, um, if they allow 47 million or 40 million illegal aliens to all of a sudden come into the country, come out of the shadows, let's say, because they're already here. But they're doing, like, odd jobs. They're cutting lawns, and they're under the radar. Well, they're going to start taking all the jobs. You think you're having trouble finding a job now, Mr. or Miss Listener? (laughs) Wait till these people come in and take up all the, the, you know, $10 an hour jobs. Then there really won't be any jobs. And you know who's going to be affected the most, really? The African-American community, blacks and other Hispanics that are here legally, those are the people who are going to be affected the most. And um, again, I I was on another radio program, and one of the um, guests who was on there with me said he was a black fella. He has a website, Black Man Thinking. Excellent guy. uh, uh, Steve Levy, I think his name is, right? And um, I was really impressed by him, but he said something really interesting. He said that the uh, blacks are being passed over. You know, they've outlived their usefulness, and now you know the Democrats are looking at the Hispanic voter block like a brand new voter block to ride. And I said on the radio show because I was on the program with them, I said, "Oh yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to ride that horse. The Hispanics are the mm-hmm. new black." I mean, I can say that I'm Hispanic, okay. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's right. And I know this is something that I know about, and um, I'm concerned that you know we're just losing a lot of fights here. 233 Republicans in Congress, and 121 of them are on record as supporting an immigration overhaul. Supporting. So that's kind of scary, you know. I, I don't well, know. I don't know what's going to happen. Back in, I, I I don't listen. I believe, Rosie, it, for, for the life of me, and, I, and I've told this story before. I'm a little bit reluctant to tell it today because of the people that I, I kind of deal with. But I was I was sitting anonymous, anonymously, excuse me, on a conference call um, with some people that that were uh, very different. <laughs> uh, these pe- these folks were dignitaries, and uh, some, some some elite folks on this conference call as well. Okay, long story short, these people were. The instigators of of and and I wish I had my my little music here, my conspiracy theorist music, but these people were instigators <laughs> of a new world order, and um, these these folks 
they uh, they prayed, you know, before they, and, and, which was weird altogether because this is an international conference call, and 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 they actually prayed, and I'm going, okay, something's up here already, right? So long story short, they started talking about the dollar and and the things that they are responsible for or they were responsible for in the past. And the one moderator who was from England, if I'm not mistaken, or Britain or, or one of those European places, this guy said, uh, people don't, people look at, how did he put that? I, I forget the exact words that he used. You know, I can't say it verbatim, but he was basically saying that new world orderist or the people, the folks that believe in the new world order aren't bad anymore. And, and, you know, they need to come out more and, and say who they are and, Talk about you know what they believe because they're not bad anymore and what they did they don't mean it they mean to do well by all people and we should embrace the new world order and it's a good thing and I'm sitting there listening to this thing and and people are actually agreeing with it well a large part of what they were talking about Rosie was banks okay and they were talking about money and somehow the money became a topic on uh, a discussion on immigration. And these people were actually saying, you know, what can we actually do to entice more people to come to move here from abroad? So to entice more, uh, not illegal aliens, they didn't put it in that, in that form, but they, they just said, you know, to entice more immigrants to come to America and settle here, to live here. And, and, I, and I thought it was amazing because this is exactly what they're doing. If you look at the stipulations that take place or, or the requirements for someone getting a business loan or or um not a minority loan, but I forget what that what what we No, call I know a, what a you're talking loan. about. Yes. If you are a foreigner and you are open uh and you're and you're coming to open a business, they'll they, they right. let you right in and they give you a visa right away. You get one right away. Uh that's why that's Absolutely. how a lot of Germans Absolutely. get into the country. But if um, so, I know what you're. That's not what you mean. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I, I was. I was trying to get it out, and I'm stumbling here because there's so much <laughs> going on in my head, and so much I'm trying to say at once. Oh my God! But we're we're seeing. Long story short, we're seeing exactly what they want to do with us, but we're ignoring it, and they want to make this. I believe, and call it a conspiracy or whatever you want to call it, but they want to make. Uh, North America and Mexico won, I believe. Uh, that was the reason for allowing a lot of these uh, corporations to actually move there, set up shop at a lower, and and still do business in the United States. I mean, if you really think about the whole premise of business, I, I know business if I don't know anything, right? You know, why would I allow, if I had the power to prevent it from happening, Rosie, why would I allow you to leave KRP Radio and go next door and start your own radio show but in turn, do business with you at a discounted rate. That just doesn't make sense. If, if we're a capitalist nation, you know that that doesn't make sense at all. And and that's what they've done with with hundreds or thousands of different corporations that have moved to Mexico. That now they have sweatshop labor, you know, cheap labor, and they come back and in turn they do business with America from another country. Well, the globalist. It know, is a period. lose for us. You know, and people when way way back when Pat Buchanan was talking about that, they were poo-pooing him and they were making fun of him and making him look look to be a, like out like he was a loon. Um, Pat Buchanan, he's on one of those other programs. I think it's MSNBC. I don't want to give them a plug. They're terrible. But 
Um, But yeah, that's right. The globalists and internationalists are trying to form a one-world economy. That there's no secret in Absolutely. that. They like, talk about it, you know. They 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 are working towards it, and the Democrat Party is all for that. That's why they laid down our sovereignty. They just, you know, lay down the sovereignty of of America, the United States, to all these international groups like the the. Um, you know, European Union and and the, the uh, United Nations, well, the UN, and they, you know, this president specifically has laid down his sovereignty. I mean, when he put troops in Libya and then he left, went somewhere else. I don't know where he left to, and he and he gave um, the UN. He said, "Now y'all go ahead and not the UN. What was it that with the blue? Oh Lord, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's they, the UN? NATO forces, that's right, with the little blue blue beanies. <laughs> yeah, when he left, he went off somewhere and he said, now go ahead, y'all go ahead and take care of that for me. I said, what? What, what are we doing here? I was like, what? I, I was totally blown away. No, no sitting president has ever done that. As a matter of fact, that is against the rules for a president, an executive order president. That's against the Constitution for a president. That, that's an impeachable offense when you to abdicate his responsibility and give it to a foreign governing body. Now, if he had said to, the, to, the, to Congress, if he'd gone somewhere else and said to Congress, "Okay, Congress, you guys take care of this," or or even one of his czars, they were they would have at least been Americans on American soil. But he did this with an international body, and nobody said a peep. Very few little. You know, screams from the from the right. You know, heard a little bit from Sean Hannity and a little bit from some other person. But people think that automatically, oh, the right squawking about this. It must be some right wing conspiracy. I don't know why they hate Obama. You know, yet he's doing all these things that are so totally against America, so totally against us. And it's like a free for all to me, Rosie. I mean, I, I, I exactly. look at all the things that that have been happening. It's like a free for all, and, and I believe, and and I believe this to the day that I die, only because of the events that have been taking place. I mean, you're gonna hear, like, you you might hear, I know I hear, like, some black people they're gonna say, oh, this president can't win, and he ain't gonna do this, and everything he does, they're gonna paint it as wrong. But I'm just looking at for what I believe. You know, I don't need anybody to paint a picture for me. I look at the situations at hand, and I'm going, wow, this isn't good. For the country, right? And this may not be good for the world, but man, we're playing leapfrog, and, and it's like a free for all, and nobody's holding them accountable because it's like Nobody. they're scared of something. You know, it's, yeah. it's like he's got power behind him that we can't see, and and several impeachable, several impeachable offenses. You know, not just a couple, several. We've been to war exactly. three times under this guy, and Congress has never furious. declared war once. Oh. That's right, and and they excoriated. Yeah, yeah, they excoriated uh, President Bush when when he went into Iraq. But yet he got at least he got permission from Congress. You know, they gave him permission, even though they tried to they they tried to you know um, parse words because there are a bunch of lawyers in Congress. So you know that's what they do is they play with words. Yeah, but um, yeah, he 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 goes into he puts troops on the ground without. You know, going to Congress, he, you know, unilaterally all by himself makes decisions that are going to affect the country. I mean, he even said that if Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, excuse me, didn't get passed through the proper channels, that he was going to um, pu- push it through through executive order. I was like, what? 
How can that be? Yeah. The only way you can use the executive order privilege is if it's um, something that um, um, is going to, you know, if the country is in national security, if, if it's in a national security issue, that's the only way that the, the, the president can um, write an executive order. But he's used the executive order privilege for, like, anything. It's just up national security. I don't even – and nobody – Nobody holds him accountable. Nobody talks about it. And when you talk about it on Facebook, you get all these liberals, uh, you know, all these Democrats who are not informed, God love them, okay, who are just parroting the talking points that they hear on television by the, you know, the drive-by media. <laughs> they say certain things um, or they just hear, they just spout off whatever they heard on the last you know, political campaign ad that sounded good That's makes good. it sound like they know yep. something, but they don't really know. No, they don't really know. They don't really look at the law. They don't go online and research it. But yet they're talking. Out of, and and um, he's such a likable guy. You know, for people who yeah. are not in oh, the yeah. know. Yeah. When you watch him, you're like, yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, what's wrong with him? You know, people just don't get it. He's cool as hell. I gotta call it what it is. I mean, he's a, he's a cool guy. Look at him. He 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 can do a a, a NAA uh, NAA. He can do an NCAA uh, bracket. You know, he talks <laughs> about football playoffs. He's on Monday Night Football. I mean, we never had a president like that before, and that's almost too damn perfect, if you ask me. Uh, here, here's what I'm saying, and and I, please clip this, guys, and please play this over and over again because this probably should have been said by me, but. Rosie, I'm a black guy, 34 years old, grew up in the hood, all right? I got ties to all sorts of illegal activity you want to name, known to mankind that happens in the hood. <laughs> and, and you know, family members and this and that, pops, prison, you know, mom, young, you know, you name it. All sorts of stories that you hear in, in the hood, right? I'm, I'm part of all of that. And I embrace all of that, and I'm not ashamed of none of that. You know what I mean? Because that's where my conservative values come from. Right, but I'm just saying this. Why wouldn't conservative P, as black as I am, and I'm a dark-skinned black man, why in the hell? And, and I grew up on Bill Cosby, so why wouldn't I appreciate a black president in the first place? You know, people hear the things that I say when I start talking policy, and they, they look at me as if you don't know what you're talking about, man. You just don't get it. Well, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth, somehow away from black people. And that that had real <laughs> black problems that Obama never had, subsequently speaking. So, you know, it, it's just amazing that how people gravitate towards what he represents, which is the first black president, whether he's black or not. You know, it, it's amazing that people gravitate towards that, and they don't think about the situation at hand and where the man come from. I mean, at the end of the day, and I, and I hate to get on this because I'm always saying, you know what, I'm so over President Obama, and I am, but, you know, every now and then I sit down and, and I start looking at what's going on and I start thinking about stuff and it just pisses me off because it's like mm -hmm. people gravitate towards a man with no with no history. He has no, his history is painted like, like a from a blank canvas. They painted something and they say, here you believe, here go out and, and, and believe this. Mm. You know, we don't know where this man is from. We don't know anything about his past, and all of a sudden he comes up and he's the front-running black presidential candidate and wins. Are you? Mm -hmm. Come on, man! I mean, you—you <laughs> could—it's—it's like you couldn't write a better book, you couldn't have a better movie. 
you know, Hollywood has tried this several times, and they even failed at it. All the all the black president movies suck. <laughs> Most of them, anyway. You know what I'm saying? So Hollywood tried this a, a million times and couldn't get it right, and all of a sudden it happens in real life. And then you find out he has tears. He has uh, 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 relationships with people like Bill Ayers, and that doesn't yeah. raise anyone's eyebrow. I mean, and then you find out he has uh, uh, his grandpa was best friends with uh, uh, communist public enemy number one. You know, and, and, and it's just amazing to me that people will not even pay attention to those things and well, not even pay attention to what how he's changing our lives, I mean, especially when you look at this health care. You know, they're not looking into health care. They're looking at health care. And that's the problem with it right now, Rosie, and that's what we have to change. we got to start talking about what's in the Affordable Care Act and not talking at those people who are looking at the Affordable Care Act. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's true. You know, all you have to do is read his book. He's he's very plain in in uh, in his book. He says, you know, things like it, that he hung out with the kids who were the most radical, the Marxists, the communists. You know, those were the ones he sought out. He also says that if he had an opportunity between, you know, if he had, that he um, to to um, I don't I don't want to try to I don't remember the quote exactly but it, this is the gist of it that if he had an opportunity to stand up for Islam or that if he had a choice that he would always stand up for Islam and he has that's what he does I mean we have a president who is an Islamist he claims he's a Christian but he doesn't do anything that is Christ-like or, or celebrate any <laughs> Christian holidays but he does celebrate Ramadan oh yeah you betcha and he can pronounce all those Quranic words perfectly. And he is um, providing aid to our enemies, you know, in Syria, in 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 Libya, in all the brotherhood, uh, Muslim brotherhood, who are the most um, um, the most fascist of all the of all the uh, uh, Islamic cults. The brotherhood is. They're the most uh, um, uh, strictest to the code of the Quran and the Hadiths and all that stuff that they that they preach, you know. And and Islam is not a religion. People say it's a religion. It's not. It's an ideology. It's a theopolitical ideology that has a religious arm to it, and it's got an arm that you know um, dictates how they behave in public, and it's got you know a, uh, the political arm. I mean. It's a way of life. Islam is a way of life. So, well, you there? I don't know. <laughs> I heard a little noise. <laughs> no, oh no, I'm sorry. We got we got all sorts of buzzes going on in the background here, man, and, and retweets and tweets and all that stuff is going on too. But here, <laughs> here's my thing, Rosie, and, and and this is this is major, and this is a large part of why I wanted to bring you on the show. Um, we're Forget about Obama for a sec. I want, I want to, I want to, you know, release the Affordable Care Act for a sec, and get away from immigration for a sec, and and talk about community, just okay. here for a second. Um, in the Christian faith, because that's who I am, and that's what I am, and that's my everything. Um, we we tend to not reach out to people as we once had before. 
and uh, a, a, word, a, a sentence that, a, a comment, statement, excuse me, that uh, my brother Rashad Woods had made one time, and, and I thought it was so simple, but it was so brilliant, because, you know, we do a lot of stuff in the community, Rosie, and, and you know, from feeding the homeless to school drives, and, that, and having a back-to-school drive here uh, this in, in two weeks, actually, here in North Carolina, Um Look up the Back to School kickoff on Facebook, folks. Check it out. I'm, I'm short of time. My apologies. But Rashad said this, Rosie. He said, um, you know, we go into the community, but the community is not that, not all that inviting anymore. You know, so we go in talking about positive things, but they don't want to hear or accept positive things from people within the same communities. You know, they'll quickly accept it from a politician who doesn't care or who is not in the community. So, you know, I, I sit and I look at you, and you interact with, oh, my God, uh, multitudes of different types of people from, from you know, all sorts of ethnic groups and different nationalities and religions, and, and so do I. So, you know, what can we do, Rosie? What, what can you and I, Rosie and Pudgy, what can we do to bridge the gap between some of these differences that we have and find something that we all agree on and try to grow that relationship from there just so with the sole purpose of the people paying attention more so to the people than politicians. Because politicians are going to come and go, and, and as I alluded to earlier in the show, you know, Jesse Jackson and, and President Barack Obama ran on the exact same platform. You know, Bill Clinton ran on the exact same platform. And and, and I guess my point in saying this is that, you know, politics will always be politics. It's gonna go. It's gonna. It's gonna have its cycles. It's gonna reach for its voter blocks. It's gonna try to get a little bit more. I think it's gotten a lot evil, more evil than it ever has been. But I just want to know, you know, what's your opinion on that, first of all, and what do you think we could do better to bridge the gap and start getting people to pay more attention to the things that we know and looking into what we look into, so they'll be informed, if not as well as or better than we are. I think that um, what we can do is start start talking to people in terms of what what this means for you. What is this? What's happening right now? You know, what does it mean for you? How is this going to change mm-hmm. your life, your family's life? You know, why is this not mm-hmm. good for you? You know, I want to explain to you why this isn't good for you. Why this isn't good for the country? You know, and and just because. Right. Until people can see how it relates to them, they really don't care. It's too many people just don't care. So the only way Amen. in my mind to make yeah to make people care is getting away from policy talk. I'm a big policy wonk. I really do like policy talk, but I know that that's yeah. not what people people are not like me. They're not interested in that. I mean, I like I say in my bio, I used to watch C-SPAN for hours. I'm not kidding. You know, it's like what. What teenager would could watch C-SPAN? But anyway, but um, so I think that you know, because in the long run, everybody wants an opportunity. Everybody wants to know that their children can have an opportunity, that they can be better yeah. than they are, that they can be greater than they've been, that this isn't all there is in terms of you know how they can live. I I'm a Christian too, and I believe that really that in, that the only hope. For, for people is Christ. It's Christianity. It's Christ. It's living a godly life. It's learning how the Bible helps you to be a better person. You know, 
because mm-hmm. on our own we're we, we're selfish people, you know, we're selfish creatures. So I feel that because I do stuff like that too. I go to a homeless shelter here, and I'm I I do a um I go uh, on a weekly basis and help out to this place for the last I don't know how many years. But I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying that I'm I'm here with the people too in my community. I'm not. Somebody yeah, yeah. who lives up on some tower somewhere talking to important people. I'm not that person, yeah. you know. And I don't even seek out important people of any kind. I never do. If I am ever in anyone's presence, it's because they've sought me out for whatever reason. But no doubt. Um, yeah. So to me, I have. To, I just write. I, I do the most, the best I can in writing. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, I do little videos, you know. And that's what I encourage people. If you have something to say, if you have an idea, if you're out there and you have an idea about about policy, about something you've read, go ahead and do a little YouTube video and put it out there, put it on your Facebook page and start spreading the word. You know, if you get something right, idea. yeah, if you get something right in your head, like, hey, wait a minute, this immigration thing is not good because, you know, 47 million people are going to come and they're going to be going to the emergency rooms and, I mean, they're already doing it, but then they're really going to be out there. Plus, more will come. More will come. Yeah. Especially since they're not—they're talking about leaving the um, borders unsecured. You know, more of them will come. It's not going to stop at forty-seven million. So, you know, if you can explain to people how this affects them, like, you know, what? It's not about because you know, people don't care. They're like, oh, forty-seven. What do I care if Mexicans come in? I don't care about that. Yeah. Well, you will care when you know you're. Um, you won't get your food stamps anymore. You will care when instead of $300 a week a month for food stamps, you're only going to get $55 a month for food stamps because now there's 47 million more uh, <laughs> Mexicans that we need to get food stamps to. So you're going to have to go get your part-time job or something. You're going to have to do something else because we can't give you any more money. I mean, when people start to see that, there is a real issue with overtaxing the system. You can't get past that. And you know what's going to end up happening, God forbid? I just feel that if the system crashes and people and the government stops giving people, you know, checks or if they give them checks anyway, but the checks are for, you know, dollars that are worth nothing. You know, your $1 is worth a quarter. I mean, and you, but your loaf of bread is worth $8. You know, it costs $8. Well, there's a problem with that. There's going to be a lot of crime happening. So we have to prepare ourselves mentally for the worst because I don't want to be a doom and gloomer, but I don't see this getting any better because people are not caring, and I want people to care. You know, and anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm with you, man. I, I You know, I, I, I want people to care too, man, and I, and I want people to pay more attention, Rosie. Lord knows I do. I mean... It's you. You can barely keep up like these days, and and you know that's another thing that's scary too. So much policy comes out now, and yes. uh, the popular thing for the last like six years, the popular thing has been to put out these big bills. These every every piece of legislation now is over at least over three or four hundred, five hundred pages, if not a thousand pages to read. And uh, you know that, that's been a popular thing now, and they hide all sort all all sorts of things. In this legislation, and and you know you can barely get people to read a book, Rosie. You know you can barely get people to read directions to put their bikes together or whatever. So <laughs> it, you know they know that folks aren't going to read this stuff, man. And 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 this is what they do. You know this is the political game that is played 
to keep everyday American citizens out of the know, you know, out of knowing what's going on. And, uh, you know, it's a scary thing, man. And, and you know, the borders and all these, all these other things that are going on in this country is, is, is scary. But I, I think you're, you're definitely right. You know, if we can get people to understand how it's going to affect them in first person, you know, I think that's a great start. And one thing that I think we have to do, and, and which I'm going to talk, I'm going to be talking to you more about uh, off the air some, is uh, we're going to have to find a way to just reach the people that we can reach, you know. But I do believe that we're going to have to go somewhere and interact with people somehow on a different level to get people to at least entertain what we're saying who wouldn't normally entertain it, you know? Hmm, interesting. I'm 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 open. You know, I, I uh Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the solution is. I, I don't know how we're gonna do it. I have no idea. I thought the radio show would do it and, and I mean there's a lot of people listening to the show, over thirteen million at this point, um, have listened has listened to the show at least once. So, you know, I, I think we're touching folks' lives in, in, in that way and you know, public speaking and all that good stuff too. You know that's fine too, but and and your videos are amazing too. That that definitely touches a lot of people. But you know, from all of what we do, Rosie, it, looking at it from the outside in, it's like we do these things, and the liberals come, and it turns into one big debate. And what well, happens is the people who need it most don't get what we're saying because the people that don't agree with us. They come and they just refute everything, and they don't want to cipher through all the noise. They might find one comment that they like, and they go off that, and they leave that conversation or they leave that debate or posting or video or whatever with a one-sided and a skewed vision of it, and they yeah, still confusion. don't understand. Confusion. That's Absolutely. the name of the game on the other side. They want to confuse people, and they want to um, use, um, you know, Attacks, you know, like verbal attacks, the politics of personal destruction, <laughs> which I thought that was a good way of putting it. Actually, when Clinton said, I went, oh, yeah, that that's uh, that makes good sense. The po- politics of personal destruction is exactly what the other side has mastered. But um, I think that, um, you know, we have to just keep doing what we're doing. And you're right. I'd love to talk to you some more about what we can do. Um, other than this, I think that the well, radio show is awesome. Pardon? Thank you. Definitely. I said, I, I, well, first of all, thanks. And, and, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I don't commonly reach out to uh, so-called A-list celebrities or politicians or this, that, or these, these social attitudes. I don't, I don't really care for them. Like I like regular people who are out here rocking. I love to have yes. regular people on the show because we're more brilliant, far more brilliant than somebody <laughs> who's punchlining for, Serious, I mean, people make comments for punchlines for profit. I mean, that's just what it is. But, yeah, you know, hey, yeah. get your money, man. I'm a capitalist. Do whatever you got to do. But, you know, you, I, I think it's important to know that when you when you start talking politically and, and you do public speaking, it's important to know that a lot of people are paying attention to what you say, and you can't just go off saying something stupid and something crazy because some people actually follow that. They live by it. And that's a scary thing when you have a voice and you, you misuse it. So, I, Rosie, I just want you to be brainstorming, and uh, you know maybe we can we can put some heads together and maybe do a couple conference calls and and you know maybe we'll figure something out, man. But something needs to be done. I don't know what yet, but from people like us and and not people like them, we got to figure out how to do something. And, and time is limited and all that. I get that too. But 
Maybe it's something we can do with minimal time that will have a maximum impact. Okay, Pudgy, I really appreciate you having me on your show, and I love talking to you. You're a brilliant, brilliant man, and I'm proud to be your friend. And um, I will promote your show and do whatever I can on my end to get people listening to you because I think you have a lot to say and you're speaking for a group of people, I think, you know, that need representation. And, um, you know, I just appreciate you. So thanks for having me on. Rosie, thanks for coming on the show, man. And uh, I I, I got so many more comments for you and, and so many I'm so appreciative for you coming on the show and taking the time to come on, man. And and you're brilliant yourself, man. I follow your videos. Hey, Rosie, let people know where they can listen to your YouTube videos, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's Rosie on the right. Everything's Rosie on the right. Um, if you want to yeah, go on, on my YouTube is Rosie on the right. Doc, you know, and I have a, a website Rosie on the right. Dot com, and um, my email is Rosie at Rosie on the right. So if you want to. <laughs> You know, send an email, give, give me a comment, an idea, whatever. I, you know, I um, I get a lot of hate mail, so I I I don't care giving out my email because I'm gonna get hate mail anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, we I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Bye, Rosie. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for coming All through, right. folks. Okay. I'm going to leave you guys with a record that I recorded a while back sometime. It's called um, Looking At Me. And uh, thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show. Appreciate you guys for rocking with us, man. Check us out next Sunday. We're going to have another special guest. We're going to keep talking about Obamacare, looking to have C.L. Bryan on the air, and uh, a host of other people, man. So you guys check it out. Look for the announcements. But we're going to keep this thing going because I, I want someone to explain to me and explain to my listeners how this thing is going to be beneficial to us according to what's in it, all right? Not according to we all need health care. I'm aware of that. I'm cool with that. I understand that, and I, and I appreciate that premise. But, you know, at the end of the day, this health care bill we didn't need. This health care bill is not beneficial. And this health care bill, I don't want none of it. So thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559, We're on Twitter, we're on iTunes, we're on Facebook, we're all over. Google us, we're out of here. One love. With the bums on the project corner Let them in there and let them tell me about their daily hunger Sometimes we get so lost in the cars and the vacate All the test spots and money with the AK You know what they say, money brings problems But tell it to them kids that's hungry, that's starving I've been jogging, sparring like Rocky Through the same damn hoods, news calling no good Through the same crack spots, multiple Vacant lives through the million dollar problem Neighborhoods that find constantly right in the grass Probably standing in your path, walking through this cold world with a motive and a mad As I walk down the street Straight what do I see? I see a whole world looking at me What's going on? So I ain't made up to hate you To hate
Hey, your respect for another's been gone. Been damn like the meeting of a current rap star. Don't get me wrong. And I ain't made up to hate too much. But the music mainstream just don't say too much. It's like an easy button. Somebody press and repeat. Because the top five joints all sound the same. It's like, shake your ass, bitch, bitch. Trap, trap, shoot up that. High car in the trap. Get drunk and all that. But yo, and every day it's not a part of your video shoot. It's our brothers that be dying in the desert for you. While the bomber shooting J's, homie, left is the truth. They're shooting M16s. And 12 year old soldiers kill American dreams. And CNN ain't talking about a not damn thing. It is what it seems. When I walk down the street, you see them looking at me. At me, at me, at me. As I walk down the street, what do I see? I see the whole world looking at me. What's going on? So when I ain't made up to hate you, the hate the mainstream just don't say, just don't say. As I walk down the street, what do I see? I see the whole world looking at me. What's going on? What's going on? I ain't made up to hate Hey, I R P. Radio!